Hey yo, welcome back to the Hot Kicks Podcast. Carl, you gotta get gun or sorry, not a gun, a mug to your finger guns this week. Like Yeah, I was thirsty. Alright, cool. Cool. We haven't really we haven't really talked that much in the last like week or so. I don't know. Usually we're like going back and forth daily with all the footy news and everything, but like you've been busy up at school moving out and everything and like I started work at not like work work for like real life work, but like my summer job I started, so like I don't know, it's just weird. We haven't had our usual like ongoing Andrew. back and forth and like shithousery over the last week. Well, that's what today is for. So, so like, we'll make up for it today. Yeah. Um I'm I'm excited with how the group stage finished out, honestly. Honestly, I couldn't ask for anything better being a German fan, watching Germany barely slide through with that late goal against Hungary, which I was super surprised about. Hungary played better than Portugal did against Germany. I was at and work. against France. And I didn't get to see it. You should be salty. If you missed that, am, uh, you missed that France-Portugal game? I missed the second half. Um, Rui Patricio, save them. I- I'm aware. I'm aware. Yeah. I'm aware, Carl. Okay. Cool. Yeah, you want to get into it? Yeah, great ending, though. Um, I don't think... We have a segment for this, so I'm going to go over this. Uh, the four teams are Ukraine, Switzerland, Portugal, and what's the last one? That made it through at third place. place. Um, I'm looking at the bracket right now, but I'm not 100% sure. You're the one who just brought this up, so I kind of thought you would have it. But I'll I just need it. the last team. Real quick. All right. Switzerland went through. Ukraine went through. Czech yep. Republic went through. That's and Portugal went through. Czech Republic went through, which I'm super proud of because they yeah. played amazing. Agreed. And Agreed. I, I'm thoroughly surprised that they played that well. So before we get into praising some other teams for how well they played and all that, um, before this tournament, we were all talking about some teams that we thought could be dark horses or teams that we could play well, and there was a circulation of a major thought that Turkey was going to be a surprise. They yeah. surprised us with how shit they were. They were garbage. They were like, hot, steamy like, garbage. And I'm not. it's not even just because we expected them to be good and then they were garbage. Like They, they, they should have been Wales. They lost three games, and they had a minus seven goal differential. They had the worst group stage performance of any nation. They performed worse in the group stage than North Macedonia. Yeah. I think that says enough about everything. I mean, like, like, nothing... Actually, I was going to say nothing against Turkey. Everything against the Turkish football team for this like i just yeah. i expected more with the talent they have on their on their side bro they have soyanchu they have kalanaglu they have these talents all right so i don't think we need to really roast them too much more though they came out they played like shit they're going home oof bro, they lost 3-0 their first day 2-0 and then they lost 3-1 
So I'm going to excuse the first 3-0 loss, and I'm going to segue that into our next little topic here. Um, yeah. I I was not expecting this from Italy. Like, I think they're the favorites right now. They're I'm not, I'm not so even kidding. So confidently. So and also in the last game, I don't know if you knew this, the Italian coach played the players that hadn't been played yet, including Sirigu. Yes. And all of the backup people, because when he was playing for the World Cup, he didn't get time. So he knows how much missing mm-hmm. out on it means. So mm-hmm. he played all of the second team and every all the mm-hmm. reserves and everything. Mm-hmm. So shout still out to drawing, Roberto Mancini. Still drawing a 1 0 win with a red card against Wales. Wales getting the red card. Yeah. yeah. But. Big props to Mancini because he took over an Italy team in 2018 that was struggling. And now look at them. They haven't lost. They haven't been scored on in 11 consecutive matches. Yeah. Like, they are back to being what you think of when you think of the Azari. You think of Italy right now and you think of brick wall. You think of great defense in front of that brick wall you think about an amazing midfield, midfield an amazing Locatelli. midfield Locatelli. he's really showing off this tournament you you and picked you picked uh marco sirente as your uh, midfielder to pop off um, for spain for no just, just in, in general i know but i forgot yeah. what i said for italy None, none of us said Locatelli. No, I'm pretty sad. I said, like, Chise or something. Feta Chiesa? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you did, too. I might have also. But, like, yeah. the, I don't know. I said Donnarumma. Duh. But they are, they are special right now. Their momentum, they have not been scored on. I mean, I know England hasn't been scored on either, and we'll get to that. But there's a different Different manner. Exactly. There's a difference between not conceding and struggling to score and not conceding and winning 3-0, 3-0, and 1-0. And I'm pretty confident 1-0 at that. Exactly. Exactly. That's the main thing. Like, they they didn't play down to any opponents. They just smacked them. They were like, Switzerland, we understand that you are a good team this year. Smack. Uh, bent over a barrel shown the 50 states horrible bosses style you know what team really surprised me because of their first performance and I I just have to give credit to the other team because of that first performance shout out Ukraine because Netherlands god damn yeah shout out Ukraine for that because I didn't so the Netherlands also, they have been a little off, and we'll talk about them a little bit later, actually. but Yeah, of course, because of like injuries this, and... And just not qualifying for some other tournaments in the past. And they yeah. came back into this tournament. Italy also wasn't the last World Cup. And they came into this tournament, middle fingers up in the air, saying, fuck you, we're going to win every game in our group. And they did. Mm-hmm. With style. With style. They got a couple breakout players that we're going to talk about later, but yeah. I, w- I want to slide into the Danes. 
because that was such an emotional win. Oh my god! I'm watching love them, watching it, watching them, not only beat Russia, but absolutely dismantle them for a four-one win to put them ahead in their group to go through. It wasn't that way the entire game. No, it wasn't. But once they broke out, you you saw the true emotion, and then they had Russia on the back foot, and they just crushed them. So we'll get into predictions a little bit later, but like I'm staring at the bracket right now. They could get to the semifinals, and I'm not capping with that. Yeah. At all. Like, at all. Who are they versing? They're playing Wales. Okay. And then they get the winner of the Czech and the Netherlands. Not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. It would be incredible just to watch them go on a run after what happened in the first game. Obviously. Bro, I just want to see them go off. I, I want to see something good for them. It. It's just one of those moments where you have to feel mm-hmm. so bad for the country. They they had a player literally die on the field and then have to get resuscitated. Like, that's not an everyday occurrence. You see something like this, you got to root for the underdog. Yeah. Yeah. No shit, it's not an everyday occurrence. Like, what? It, that just hit me that you said that's not an everyday occurrence. No shit. whatever (laughs) all right um yeah i just it would be magical if they like won i don't think they will but they they i don't even know if they're gonna win against wales wales have been playing in great form but that red card yep may catch up yep all right we're moving on i mentioned this before denzel dumfries has been balling (laughs) <laughs> ball yeah. lid yeah um like that's byron's number one target now yeah for... he's a lot of clubs number one targets i think yeah. he um he's part of the reason why the netherlands have been so dominant Bro, he's the, shutting uh, down an on entire the offense, side hold on on the offensive end i'm talking about i know but he's wow, also shutting because he's a fucking side. left back because he's a fucking left back like what? You know he can play right back too. Yes, I know. Yeah. I know, Carl. I'm pretty sure his main position is actually right back. That's scary. But I just I love this tournament and all international tournaments and I'm going to love it next year when we're doing it for the World Cup because like I love watching young players break out. Denzel Dumfries has been a good quality footballer for some time now. But now... We were never going to see him break out like this. We were never going to see him break out like this when he was playing in the Eredivisie. But when you play like this at a tournament like this, it can alter the course of your career. And I love it. I love it. It does. It does. That's what happened to to Hamas. That's what happened to... Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of another talent. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but Hamas is the number one. It happens at every tournament. There's there's yeah, always exactly. a few. There's always a few. And I love it. 
I love it. Shout out to Denzel because again, he's balling. That whole team is balling. They're playing so well without their best center back. You keep on saying this, but their best center back in a couple years is still there. Well, no, no, it's crazy because without their best center back, but he might not be their best center back next year. He might be their second best center back. Yeah. And that's not a rip at Van Dyke. That's just how good Mathis Delict is. Yeah, exactly. Like, if he he's probably staying at Juve, I've heard a couple random things that Barca were trying to pursue him, but Barca's mm-hmm. trying to pursue everyone, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. Um, and one of their guys they're trying to sell just got hurt, so that's bad. Yeah, exactly. That's bad. That's like, bad. We'll, we'll talk about that also a little bit later. I don't want to jump the gun on our transfers. Um, yeah. England won Group D. Yay for England. Now they have to play Germany. Yep. Germany. That That's one of my favorite games that's going to happen because Germany didn't play well against Hungary. But we watch how they played against Portugal, and we watch how they play against France. France, they outpossessed them greatly, which was super surprising. I, I wasn't expecting that because Conte was still able to like shut down forward play and still play like a typical France manner. But Pogba was like just playing balls in from behind. He's been their player of the tournament so far. He's been ridiculous. He's been ridiculous. He- he probably is the player of the tournament so far for me. Like, he's been playing that nuts. I don't know about that. I don't know who my player of the tournament is right now. I'm not giving it to CR7. I'm not either. I may give it to that check, dude. Eh. Scored two goals in the first game, a penalty in the second. I really don't know. A lot of people have been balling out. I mean, in the game and a half that he's played, Kevin De Bruyne has gotten, I think, two man of the matches. Yeah, that is fair. Like, he came on in the second half in their game against Denmark that they were losing. Mm -hmm. And I looked at my mom and I was like, this game's over, by the way. And she goes, no, it's not. And it was over. He assisted within two minutes, and then he scored within another ten, and that was it. That was uh, it. But, but let, let's actually let's actually talk about this England Germany thing because that's the topic that's up there. Yeah, sure. Uh, England has been confusing me lately, bro. They're just like they're struggling to score. They're not looking like the most confident in defense, despite them drawing like hmm. clean sheets how do you do you expect to do anything against germany if you're doing that and you aren't playing the right players exactly all of it all of it i think it just kind of leads to like southgate's got to go bye bye yeah yeah cool especially for this fucking reason cuz like why the hell has jaden sancho only played 6 fucking minutes Yep. Somebody somebody tell me, please. It is the most disrespectful fucking thing. I think the only thing more disrespectful is that Zhao Felix hasn't stepped on the field for Portugal. 
Actually, I don't know what's I don't know what's more disrespectful: not playing or only playing six garbage minutes when a game is over. I think it's more dickhead when you're supposed to be in the starting lineup, pretty much for the squad. Yes. Like you are the best at that position, and I think next season when he comes to the prem, he's really going to show that now because oh, he's he would have be to... if he were in the prem this year, he'd be starting on the England team, hundred percent, exactly. 100%. That's the main thing. Everyone, like, it, it has nothing to do this. with his like, talent. It has only to do with the fucking bullshit political nature that international football has. Because fucking, we watch it with the German national team. We see it with the English national team, you see it with the French national team with uh, Laporte. I just like, he should be on the fucking field. End yeah. of story. End of story. He should just be on the pitch. Yeah, it For just more than, more than six minutes at the end of a game. You know someone that I said should be filled at this tournament and didn't do shit? Sané for uh, Germany. Harry Kane, also? Oh, yeah, Harry Kane was fucking... Well, also, like, did you watch Sterling walk away from the rebound? Yeah. Like, that. that's just enough of an explanation of fucking England. I mean, the rebound, what, in the last game, where Kane hit it, save, and the rebound went out? Yeah, and uh, now, Sterling's... That's a really hard rebound for Sterling to get to based on the way he was running. What what you really should have no, said no, is... No, no, no. Sterling was walking away. Oh, Sterling was pissed off that he didn't square it to him. That's why. Yeah. But, like, like Kane, like why did Kane fucking Why did Kane fucking shoot that ball? I don't know, but it was funny as fuck because he literally just walked away from the rebound. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. you can just see the frustration in the team the fuck are they gonna do i i, I don't know they're they're yeah. gonna be shit out of luck uh we're we're gonna talk about this forever so we're just gonna move on because we can just roast england forever and i don't need an hour of it and i don't think you do either yeah i'm good Would, coming into this did we think spain wasn't gonna win their group no we thought we, spain was winning their group did we think sweden was gonna be able to win this group without zlatan no, we didn't think they had shit. Uh, is, a- is, is Alexander Isaac disgusting? Yes. Yeah. Is Forsberg disgusting? Yes. Yes. Is Kulishevsky, yes. Kulishevsky, however the hell you pronounce it, disgusting? Yes. Is this Swedish team way better than we thought they were when we were coming into this tournament? Obviously. Yes. Yes. Their defense is even playing good. I know. Like, that's the most surprising part. Like, Lindelof's playing, like, a top-quality center back right now. It's like he's playing for his job. (laughs) It's like he's playing for his job. Yeah. 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 But you know know. uh, one center back that wins? What? Like, this entire tournament for me, one center back that wins. Who? Veron. Oh my god. Oh my god, he's playing so well. Bro, I don't care who you are, once you get near him on the pitch right now, you instantly get tackled, and the ball is cleared before you're back up. Yes. Lately, yes. 
Which kind of means that you have no chance for United buying him for anything around the realm of 70. I think we have enough money. Even after you're about to spend 95 on Sancho? Sancho didn't play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that, we're, that, that's we're actually... We're still spending bang. That's actually going to like wrap up soon, hopefully, like Fabrizio said it. Yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. So, group of death was actually almost group of death, because as we mentioned before, Germany almost didn't get out of this thing. It was absolutely hilarious. I was just laughing to myself. I was like, of course Germany's going to fuck this up. End up pulling a draw, thank God, but... They ended up pulling a draw. Germany, France, and Portugal go through. Yeah, two draws. Decent games, um, though. That's really kind of all for that, that... I just, they all went through. We thought they were all going to go through. That's kind of a short little segment before we kind of wait, get Wait, wait. Rui Patricio. Rui Patricio plays so much better for Portugal than he does for Wolves. Bro, for real? And then, did you see that save against Pogba's shot? Was it in the second Bro. half? Yeah. I was at work. I know. I thought you watched highlights or something. I have not. Pogba, Pogba hits crazy curler. That's going top ends. Patricio makes the save of the tournament. Diving this way. Bounces hand, off his hand. Fingertips. Into the post. Oh! Fucking out. Oh, that's awesome. Bro, that's it was awesome. the filthiest save. That's awesome. That's awesome. I need to watch that. I need to watch yeah, that. Yeah, literally. I, why, why aren't you looking this up while I'm describing it to you? <laughs> Because I'm trying to keep my head clear for, like, the important discussion we're about to have next. And, like, I can watch it in a minute. Right. You know? You know? Yeah. All right. So, important conversation now. Something's up with UEFA. Like, I'm not even kidding. The fact that initially in this tournament, they, they start investigating the fact that Manuel Neuer is wearing a rainbow arm brand, or armband because... It's a political whatever. And he's just trying to stand up for equality. Then it comes out that the day before Hungary plays Germany, or a couple days before, Hungary passes a law that says you're not allowed to teach about homosexuality, gender equality, or transgenderness, and it's illegal basically to be LGBTQIA plus in... In Hungary. Hungary. That's the word I was looking for. Um, And... Germany requested to light up the Allianz Arena, you know, with a rainbow flag to show their solidarity and support for the community. And UEFA said no. A year after tweeting out that Euro is for all and football is for all and they stand for diversity and equality and whatever. And they did it on the grounds of it not being, not wanting to be a political protest and indirect response to another country. I get that. But what I don't understand is, if you say that your tournament is not a place for a political protest, make that be across the board and tell teams they can't kneel at the Euro then also. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be able to kneel, you should be able to kneel. But your your message as UEFA is, right now, some things matter more than others. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like... It's a bad look by them entirely just because... It it kind of gives off, like, I'm not saying UEFA's homophobic, but, like, 
You investigate a player for wearing a rainbow captain's armband? I just find it completely idiotic. Like, it's just beyond, like, normal, like, sense. I I can't fully comprehend why they would go to that extent to investigate Neuer for... Well, and then they, two days ago, after the whole debacle of that, they post on their Instagram account a where is the post a uefa logo with the rainbow banner that reads respect the rainbow today uefa is proud to wear the colors of the rainbow to symbol it embodies our core value values and promoting everything we believe in clearly not because whatever the whole lighting up at um aliens yeah they said some people have interpreted UEFA's decision to turn down the city of Munich's request to illuminate the Munich Stadium in rainbow colors as a political. On the contrary, the request of itself was political, linked to the Hungarian football team's presence in the stadium with the evening's match. Yes, that is how you make a political statement. And then UEFA said, for UEFA, the rainbow is not a political symbol, but a sign of our firm commitment to a more diverse and inclusive society. So not letting... Germany light up the thing with the rainbow directly contradicts the statement of them saying that the rainbow is a sign for a more diverse and inclusive society because Hungary do not want to be part of that society. And they sided with Hungary. Yeah. Like, make it make sense. I'm not saying, like, anything about them or, like, that's why my, my headline for here, for anyone who watches the YouTube, is they need help in their PR department. It's it's not necessarily like their image, their wording, and the way they're doing it. They're contradicting their own message, and it's a problem. Yeah. Like I understand that you can't necessarily please everyone and whatever, but that wording there doesn't make sense. It just like make it make sense, please. It's just a contradiction, and exactly. it really sucks. Like, exactly, they just need to fix it for the future. Because if they keep on doing shit like this, like people are gonna start getting pissed. Because the this was an obvious showing where, even though it is a political, like, action, deserving of one. So, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. We're on the same page here. So, do we want to horrendously attempt to guess these knockout stage games first, or do we want to talk about transfers first? Let's talk about transfers first, and then let's do knockouts and also like predict what we think is going to happen past that. A little I mean, bit. I mean, yeah, we have to do like up through the semifinals or up to the semifinals. All right, easy then. Yeah. All right. So, transfer time. Usman Dembele is hurt again. And I know I just said we're going to do transfer news and I start with an injury, but like that's big because Barca needs money and they were looking to sell him this summer. And no one wants to buy a dude who's about to get knee surgery. 
not for the amount of surgeries he's had and it's just not worth it at this point he just keeps on getting hurt every single time i feel time. so bad i feel so bad for him i feel so he bad is for him. such a great talent I... mm-hmm. 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 also after Andrew's a year a year sticking with barca a year of back and forth and back and forth Messi looks set to extend yeah this is all according most of this is according to fabrizio some of it's from foot mob and all their other sources the guardian and whatever um all of it's sourced some of it's been confirmed manchester city have offered 100 million pounds plus a player for harry kane um players include potentially gunduan sterling mares um sterling does not want to be part of that deal Nope, obviously not. I wouldn't want to be part of that deal. Big help for Chelsea. Uh, Billy Gilmore is getting loaned to Norwich. So he's I think gonna, that's going to be sick for his development. It's going to be sick for his development. He's going to be ridiculous after that. Yeah. Like, ridiculous after that. Yep. Uh, Arsenal also, could... I, I was going to say, you see that scrolling across the screen right now? Yeah. How does that make you feel? Arsenal might sell Saliba. Wow, that says could potentially Saliba. I didn't type sell. Oops. Yeah, that's why I stopped reading it. Um, I, I, I see why they may, but I don't because nope. it fills a hole in their team. Also, I didn't put this on the news board, but speaking of Arsenal, Odegaard's like, nah, I'm going back to Madrid. Yeah, Odegaard's not staying. Fuck London. Yeah. Which yeah. is entirely fair for him. Like, yeah. he's going to go off. Yeah. Yeah. Depay finally, finally went to Barca. Yeah. And his current form, absolutely nuts. I don't understand why Leon didn't sell him last year. What? He wanted to go to Barca. Barca wanted to buy him. He was not going to sign a new contract. Why would you lose a young player like that for free when you know he wants to go to a team and the team he wants to go to is willing to pay for him early? And then increase price. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, like, I can't tell you. Like, I, I understand wanting to hang on to your best player, but when your best player tells you that he's going to leave and he wants to leave, mm -hmm. it's like in the NBA... You trade a guy in the final year of his contract instead of letting him hit free agency so you get compensation. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. Business-wise, they should have got they should have sold the pie. Yeah, they definitely would have made bank from him. And like, now like, they're getting nothing. If they were if they were a Borussia Dortmund, if they were a Benfica, if that's the club in the whatever, he would have been out a year prior. Yep. Guaranteed. Those clubs don't let talents contracts run out so they can cash in. That's what happened with Bruno. That's what yep. you get to see with. Uh, yep. Yep. I don't even know. Just name someone who came from there. Jao Felix. Yeah. I mean, Ronaldo at Sporting, but that was a different yeah. time. That was a different time in terms of values. I mean, Ronaldo almost signed somewhere else until United came in and doubled the value of the deal, but the deal doubled from, like, three to, like, six mil. Yeah. 
and that deterred clubs. Could you imagine a talent like Ronaldo coming out of Portugal now at 18? It would be minimum 105. Actually, I don't know if it would be because I don't know. He wasn't like as highly touted until he got to United. His numbers at his numbers at Sporting, if you look at their stats, like he was a highly touted youth prospect, but he didn't have the numbers to support his talent because he didn't play as much first team football. Yeah, that's fair. He was a hyped up talent without the numbers to support it. But we all know what happens. So, yeah. yeah. You take Ronaldo. You take Ronaldo. You got any other transfer news you want to talk about? Uh, Juve open talks with Locatelli. That one's really sick. That one is kind of sick. I, I, that would be great for Juve. I think that's a massive move for them. I think they need to move on from like Dybala and Ronaldo and just start reforming their team i agree with that i agree with that and another another thing chelsea joined man city in the race for jack relish i would i i don't know where i'd rather see him honestly i feel like man city already has like grelish like talent i mean bernardo might be leaving yeah, I know. You may be going to Atletico. They're they're trying to do a squad overhaul there, I think. That's why. Yeah, I heard uh Gabriel Jesus maybe leaving to uh Juve. Couple other links. Interesting. Um Kalanoglu went from AC Milan to Inter. That's a big signing. Kinda snake, kinda not. I mean like it's a free transfer. So, like, that's kind of why it's snaky, you know? Yeah. Like. There's only been a couple other people in history who. That's like, that's like when Tevez went from United to City. Yeah, exactly. It's a little bit different from, like, when Michael Owen ended up at United because, like, he bounced around from place to place after and it wasn't in his prime and, like, United gave him a chance after playing for Liverpool. Like, I'll, I'll accept that a little bit. He became like a journeyman at that exactly. point. It's a, it's exactly. a different story than Colin like, playing Kalinoglu for AC Milan and, and then, then just inter- swapping over. Exactly. Because he played uh, damn near like he he played like a hundred and like seventeen or something like around there. Or more. Like I'm pretty sure more games for AC Milan throughout his career there. And he's just going to give it all up. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, Snake, but yep. shit yep. happens. Shit does happen. All right, you want to try and guess some games wrong? Well, we're best at. All right, cool. I got 13 Wait. points. Carl's got 12. Yeah, that's we from... we didn't we didn't predict the third round of knockout games because I'm an idiot and didn't write them into our last episode and we just didn't predict them so oof so now we do knockout games round of 16 yes well round of 16 and quarterfinals i think because if you look at our like we don't have uh 
guaranteed quarterfinals yet, though. No, but we can still predict. We'll probably be predicting the same thing, so fuck it. Alright, so. So. Um, I'm gonna take this first game. You got... I'm gonna take Denmark 2-1 over Wales. You you gotta go for Denmark. We talked about it earlier. Um, I'm taking Italy 3-0. How are you taking Denmark on that 2-1 scoreline also? Yeah. Alright. I'm gonna take Italy 3-1. I'm not 3-1. gonna Oh actually no, I'm not gonna take Italy 3-1. I'm gonna take Italy 3-0. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna match to you on that. I was gonna I was I don't know. I was giving Austria a little it's not even that I'm giving Austria too much credit. I just wasn't thinking about the fact that no one has scored on Italy in almost a year. Yeah. Donnarumma. That's all you gotta say. The Netherlands are winning this. Two one over the Czech. I was thinking the exact same score you know. Alright, so this every, one is every single game Portugal has played with respect to their game against Hungary has been a potential game of the tournament, and this is no exception. Nope. So I would just like to give one little stat here. Cristiano Ronaldo, throughout his history at the European Championships, has only ever lost to two countries. Belgium? No. Germany? Germany. And Greece. Greece twice in 2004. Damn. When Greece shockingly won the Euro. Yeah. And Germany, every other time they've been eliminated from the Euro, and this year. In the group stage. Germany eliminated them in 2008 and 12, and they won it in 2016 when they didn't have to play Germany. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. Yeah, they did. Yeah, no. So, like, I'm not. I'm no, not, you're right. I'm not saying. I mean, I know I'm right. It's a stat that I looked up and I hey, had to make sure because I was going to. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I might have to take Portugal. <laughs> All right, Belgium three one. Not taking it that confident. I'm taking it three no, I'm, two. I'm I'm kidding. It's I'm going two one, but I'm taking Belgium. Uh, I'm taking Belgium three two. I think it's a goal fest because neither like despite Portugal's defense, it's like you're scoring a goal when you have well, Lukaku. So like, so like Portugal's defense is really good. Until you hit the right back. Well, no. When you hit the gap between the right back and Pepe. Yeah. I don't the really runs under- in between. So I don't gap. understand. I don't understand why Diaz isn't on the side with Semedo and Guerrero isn't with Pepe. Yeah, I don't understand that either. I think that's a perfect pair. Like, you know what I mean? Not even yeah. like. Because Diaz can cover for Semedo because Semedo's kind of boof compared to what he used to be. Yeah. And um, Guerrero can cover for Pepe. And Pepe, Pepe's boof compared to what he used to be because Pepe's old. Like, Pepe is, Pepe is still fucking disgusting. He's Pepe's just still old. class. He's just He's old. just old. So he just needs a little bit of youngness and speed to help him. But Yeah, uh, 
but just, also Belgium's like defense isn't my amazing. Issue, my issue is if you have a hole in your defense, Kevin De Bruyne will exploit it. Exactly. And Bruno can exploit. And we've seen it week in and week out. Bruno can exploit too, but what I'm kind of noticing is Bruno needs the whole game to be centered around him to have the kind of impact he does, like when he plays at United. Well, obviously. If but if he's not the focal point, he kind of ghosts. But you see that that also. Uh, um, I just had a stroke. You see that with Pogba also. When Pogba can't be a focal point on the field, well, but Pogba can ghosts. play. But he can play the defensive role where he kind of can ghost. You know what I mean? Like he can yeah. sit. He can sit back and hold, and he's not ghosting because he's playing a different role successfully. He doesn't play the defensive part of it that well. No, but though. he. Well, like, do we need to pull up the stats from the first game again with the thirteen? He's better recoveries? at attacking. He's better he's, at attacking. He's better at attacking, but he can very well and successfully play the secondary role of defense. When Bruno yeah. doesn't have the offense tailored around him, he's just not really anything. That's kind of what I'm saying. It's nothing against Bruno. It's just some players need to be the focal point, and he's not as yeah. successful on the team when he's not the focal point. I feel like Pogba thrives more when he's able to be. Well, a focal everyone, point everyone thrives. Everyone thrives more when they're able to be the focal point. But what I'm trying to say is, Bruno's more non-existent than yeah. others when yeah. he's not. Okay. Yes, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, Bruno doesn't play off of Where, like everything. Yes, well. he doesn't. He doesn't play off of other people as well. He needs other people to play off of him, and he's not the focal point of that Portuguese side. No. Meanwhile, Kevin De Bruyne can literally just like sit on a stage with some strings and pull it, and you're losing three nothing. Yeah, Kevin De Bruyne is the focal point of that side. Bruno's gonna be the focal point once Ronaldo leaves. Maybe. I think so. It depends on what style of footy they want to play. But we're gonna we're gonna move on. Yeah, fair. So we got we got Belgium. Oh no, we just did that one. Wow, I'm dumb. We got yep, Spain. Job. Shut up, girl. We got Spain and we got Croatia. Spain came alive in their last game. Scored five. Scored five. Wow, really? Really? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After the own goal, though, I was sort of pissed about that. I saw a meme that was like official. Slovakia have said that Martin Dubravka is now on their uh, Olympic volleyball team. but uh, I think I gotta go Spain like Spain what my thing is like I don't think 1-0 because if I think uh, like 2-1 I don't think Modric is capable enough anymore like I don't don't think Modric can handle that team I don't think Modric and Kovacic can handle the Spanish midfield. Yeah, I'm also taking 2-1. And then I'm taking France 2-0. I'm also I'm gonna take France 3-0. I wanna guess this one first, sorry. Okay, okay, cool. Hit it. Gotta go for the German boys. Score matters a lot here. England fuck up entirely, 3-1. So for everyone in England who 
if there's any of you who listen to our show. Sorry. I am sorry to say that I I don't think it's coming home. No. I think it could have. But I don't I think I think you have the least confident winning of a group. Exactly. The fact that they were talking about do they want to win the group to have to face Germany or do they want to come in second to avoid it shows the lack of confidence. And when you don't have that confidence, it's not coming home. No. And when Germany, you aren't playing... Germany 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. I think England's going to be scrappy. I think they may be able to get a lucky goal like from like Sterling. I don't but, think they'll score. I don't think they'll score. I I just think they have enough talent where they can. So I'll give them one. Sweden two one over Ukraine, by the way. Yeah, I'm taking the same score. I. Yeah, Sweden's not sort of gonna lose to Ukraine. Not with the way they're playing. Exactly. 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 So based on the wins, let me start. I I I have it. So France. So did we pick all the same winners? Yeah. Alright. So we would have France and Spain, Belgium and Italy, Netherlands and Denmark, Sweden and Germany. Those would be our quarterfinals if we get all our games right, which I'm highly, highly expecting us to not. Yeah, that's what typically happens. So, Yep. So, so let's start off. I'll go first. France with... versus Spain. You start it. I mean, I'm going to go France on this one on like a 2-1 or even no 2-0. Yeah, I'm taking a 2-0. I don't think Spain scores the the way that they were unconfident in their group stage as well. You didn't see their last game. They 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 were they they were ruthless. They scored five. Bro, yeah, they scored six against Germany. I've seen it. That's true. Like, but I just think scoring five in your last game gives you confidence to come through. But I still don't think they're going to score against France. I just don't see them like gonna be that confident against france i think they're gonna sort of slow down uh if 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 it gets to belgium and italy belgium and italy i'm gonna take italy i'm gonna take italy on like a two nil yeah Yeah. honestly i think italy's probably winning like the tournament yeah. Our next this one's going to be fun. Netherlands it, versus Denmark. If it gets to it, we have to always say that. Yeah. So this is going to be like one of my boldest predictions I think I've made in our set of predictions. I'm taking Denmark on pens. Okay, what's the score of the penalties? <laughs> Do I really need nah. to go for that? Nah. Because, like, I will, but I'm taking Denmark on pens. Okay, uh, I'll figure out how to write this in. 
You write. I wrote it. Hence. And I'm taking Netherlands because I think it's going to be Netherlands. I think this is when they get upset. Uh, I'm going to take it 3 1, though. I think they're going to put in a valiant effort. Yeah. Okay. It's just going to be like a late goal by Netherlands. That's going to put it out of reach. Okay. Um, This one's going to be fun if, if it, it happens. happens. Germany versus Sweden. Vaden. No, I'm kidding. We 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 know who's gonna win this one, but by how much? Two. Yeah, two no. Three one. I'll take the two no. I'm going three one because you know differences are good. Differences are good. Yeah, exactly. Differences are good. I just can't believe that. If we keep on predicting right now, we're probably taking Italy to win it all. Yeah, I'm stopping right now, kind of for that reason. We'll do semifinals and finals when we get to it on our next episode, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Form, baby. Form matters for predictions. Also, speaking of form, um, fucking Pedri. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Like, talk of a player that you can't look at stats to appreciate how good this kid is, because he's like, you know, a midfielder. I mean, you can look at stats, but not like the typical stats, but oh my god. Looking like a baby Iniesta. Like, little fucker comes out of Las Palmas last year at Barcelona, to Barcelona, and no one knows who he is. Yeah. A year goes by, and he is the best young midfielder on the planet. Yep. And it's not fucking close. He is literally baby Iniesta and like Abby he, and the same person. He might be the best youngster in the Barcelona system, and Ansu Fati exists. Yeah, we'll still see how Fati comes back. Exactly, but like that that is the meteoric rise of Pedro Gonzalez in the last year, and I'm so excited to see what else is next. Yeah. Completely agree with you there. Also, I'm kind of pissed off that we don't get Euros for a couple days. But, you know, it'll, it'll, yeah, be, back, be, salty, it'll, but... it'll be back to us on Saturday. I'm pumped for that. I'll definitely watch that Italy game. Same, same. I, I, I think that's about all we got, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. really have anything else. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in this week. Um... We're having a lot of fun watching Euros, talking Euros, same kind of thing, you know, if you want to talk or think anything we say is stupid as shit or you agree with anything we say, feel free to reach out. We got a Discord server, but like, it's just us. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. We love all the support. Adios. Peace.